Hello, lovers and friends. It's Jess. This is the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast where I discuss all things style, pop culture, wellness, and whatever else I feel like talking about from week to week. Thank you for joining me again. As per usual, I'm late because I really didn't have anything to say. And I felt like instead of getting on here and drabbling on about nothing, that I would just give y'all a break from my voice and give myself a break from having to hear my own voice in editing. And I decided I would just let some inspiration come to me. So I was like, girl, just live life a little bit and see what happens. The other thing too is I ingest so much media listening to other people that I feel like, oh, well, that thing has already been said and I forget that, oh, well, it hasn't been said by me. And so maybe I do have a unique or a different perspective to offer. So maybe I should, you know, so I go through this whole thing in my head of talking myself up and down. Either way, I'm here with you. I want to kick things off again, as per usual, with a little fashion tip. So If you follow me on Instagram, which as I'm recording this, Instagram is still down. Facebook and Instagram are going through something. I think TikTok is down as well. I think WhatsApp is down as well. There's something happening, Shay. I can't nobody call it, uh, you know, brace ourselves. Whatever happens, happens. Um, But if you follow me on Instagram, at NotCarrieBradshaw, you will notice that I have lost a significant amount of weight. I have not decided whether or not I'm going to say the number of pounds that I've lost because I can't decide if that's helpful or harmful to anyone who may be struggling with body issues. And y'all know my goal here is to entertain and to help, not to hurt. So I don't know. Anyway, none of my clothes fit. (laughs) I have to buy a lot of new stuff. I have to get a lot of stuff altered. It is going to cost me money. I'm trying not to be overwhelmed by it and just go a little bit at a time. Um, I tend to do this thing uh, that my therapist calls all or nothing thinking where I feel like if I have a task, I have to do the entirety of it at once in one fell swoop. And if I can't do it all at once, then I don't do it at all. It is a form of procrastination and perfectionism that I will overcome. Anyway, That means that a lot of my workout clothes no longer fit. My leggings will not stay up. And that is incredibly distracting when you're trying to run or, you know, do a circuit routine. Doesn't bother you so much like doing yoga or Pilates, but for those more dynamic moves, it's a little stressful. I'm not completely sure what um, size I'm going to land at specifically, but my workaround has been active wear jumpsuits. What I mean by active wear is that it is a spandex combo material that offers some form of compression. I am not talking about a jersey knit play suit that you wear and it ends up looking like a swimsuit because the shorts part goes up your ass. It's no shade to anyone who wears those. I just see that a lot in the wild in New York, and I'd be like, "Mm, I admire the confidence. I mean, it is actually intended to be worked out in. It, you know, there's some moisture wicking. Um, It holds you in, in places for when you're working out. So I bought a really, really good one um, in a size that's gonna give me some room to 
lose more weight and not fall off of me. And I'm obsessed with it. It is on my like to know it. When last I checked, it was still 50% off. It comes in like four different colors, I think. I absolutely love it. I am putting a link to my like to know it. If you would like to shop with me and shoot your girl some coins so that I can, you know, fix my wardrobe, like I said, for this new body or whatever. Um, thank you in advance, boo. So <clears throat> this week's podcast, I want to keep things a little bit light. I want to share some really positive experiences that I recently had after um, having some not so positive experiences. And yeah, I hope that I can make you feel better if you're not feeling great or at least get you to a neutral point. Sometimes you just need to hear some good shit because life is hard sometimes. So stay tuned. I'll be right back for some good shit, some positive shit, but not the toxic positivity kind of stuff because that annoys me too. Okay, stay tuned. BRB. And we're back. Do y'all remember when y'all were little and you would hear your mom on the phone with her friends and it would always be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hold on, hold on, mm-hmm. Okay, girl, I'm back. Every time I say I'm back, that's what I think of. And I just remember being so curious. What was my mom and her friends talking about? Adults seemed so much more adulty when I was little and just knowing that when my mom was my age, she was like divorced and had two kids and it's just like what I don't feel like that kind of an adult anyway so we're gonna start off heavy but I promise we'll land real soft and slow so I'm just jump right in okay so since R. Kelly has been found guilty which we all knew he was guilty but since he's actually been found guilty I have, it triggered me to think of something that I have been thinking on for a long time. And by no means is this a safe space for predators or abusers. So hear me out. I have been thinking a long time about restorative justice, what that looks like for more violent and sexual offenders. And I don't believe that people are born bad. I think that people who harm other people were harmed themselves. We've all heard, you know, the term hurt people hurt people. And I wonder for those people, whatever abuse or trauma they suffered, how do we get justice for their victims without also further victimizing the person who committed the crime? Um, and for someone like R. Kelly, who I do believe 100% needs to be locked up because he can't be trusted to be out in society without preying on children, and he does not see anything that he has done as wrong. So a part of restorative justice, based on conversations that I've had with friends who, who work in and study that, is that the offender has to admit guilt and really know the totality of you know their offense and it's typically uh, practiced for lower level offenses but in a in a broader scope of things I've been thinking about some of the people I went to high school with um, middle school with you know people who I've come across in my life who I've just never seen again and coming to terms with the fact that 
my group of friends and I from the south side and the west side of Atlanta are kind of an anomaly. And there are a lot of people we grew up with who are no longer here with us and who um, didn't get to flourish or thrive as much as we have been able to. And I've been thinking a lot about were there signs? I mean, obviously, the the weight of that can't fall on, on us as kids, but there were people who we knew did harmful things and it wasn't our job to intervene. But I just wonder, were those people just kind of like thrown away? And because they were thrown away at such an early age, like, could they have not been saved? And I, I think about this a lot because... I don't ever like to take the human factor out of anything, um, especially when we as black people know what the justice system looks like for us. We know that prison reform needs to happen and a lot of us really actually want to abolish the prison system, but I, I fully don't understand how you do that in situations where we absolutely cannot have predators dwelling among us. So in the human side that R. Kelly, he himself was a victim and that he is a black man um, going to prison. He is a human. I don't want for him to, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, this is, this is what I'm grappling with. What do we feel is fair in punishing people who by nurture by their environment by a bunch of people failing them were made into these predators what do we owe to them when they hurt us and how do we protect ourselves from them and how do we seek and and restore justice can can those people be rehabilitated like do we just throw away the worst among us because someone failed them way too early in life so something that i've been thinking a lot about and it it I, I talk about it with my friends who are much more well-educated on that kind of stuff, and we never come to an answer. What what I think is that maybe our generation asks the questions and maybe future generations can answer it. I think a lot of it starts with childhood, and maybe because some of us are looking at ways to be better parents who give our kids more more autonomy and more rights and, and um you know, more of us are talking about whether or not we believe in spanking and stuff like that and like how to actually nurture children. Maybe that, you know, can push us forward. It's not, there's no easy answer and there's so much nuance and what you ultimately also don't ever want to do is diminish the experience of victims is that happens so much, particularly to black women, particularly if the people who hurt them were um, cishet black men. So <clears throat> I've been thinking a lot about that and the fact that I wish that I had an answer and a way to implement some sort of plan because um, it's, it's hard for me to take the human element out of of anything because I'm not sociopath so I have been watching y'all know how much I love tv if you're new here I love tv I don't understand people who don't um one of my friends who I don't think is a human person I think that she is a fairy um who sprang forth from Irish moss and just floated over into Brooklyn, into my life. She's just so pure for this world. She told me a really long time ago, like, Jess, you have to watch Ted Lasso. It's just such a feel-good show. Like, oh my God, you're going to be obsessed. It's so good. And I was just like, I don't want to pay for another subscription. 
I, you know, kind of saw the previews. It didn't really look interesting, blah, 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 all these excuses. So when I was in LA, I actually started watching it when I was at my former co-host's house. Shouts out to Nikki Lauren. And I was like, oh, there's something here. So I blinked and I had watched the entire season, but I was in someone else's space. We were in and out, you know, doing whatever. So I got back to New York and I started watching it and I felt so warm and I found myself smiling through the whole thing. I found myself crying through the whole thing. I found myself audibly saying, oh, like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. It just, it really is like a feel-good show. And there are some shows that I rewatch all the time just for comfort viewing because they're easy to watch. There's no heavy plot line, whatever, whatever. So like uh, 30 Rock or The Office, um, sometimes Living Single, you know, things like that. And so New Girl, I love to rewatch New Girl all the time. And I was just like longing for something a little bit less heavy, a little bit, you know, like why do we have any like new shows that are easy to watch like this and that's what Ted Lasso is so Ted Lasso stars Jason Sudeikis who is this like midwestern very country um football coach who gets recruited to coach um a soccer team in England and he is just the most aggressively positive person in life and then you, you know, hijinks ensue. Um, I don't want to spoil any part of it for you, but he has no idea about soccer. You know, soccer's such a huge deal. The, the, you know, the town isn't very welcoming of him at first, but he is just so dead set on being positive. And this show has such a good cast and it just has such good human stories and they make really, really, really good smart pop culture references. And I love a good pop culture reference. Um, one of my favorite, kind of like puns I guess you could say um Ted Lasso is talking to his co head coach Beard and they have this thing where they surprise each other with a sandwich and so Beard says hey like where's the horseradish and he's like I thought you said you were allergic and he says yes I'm allergic to horses and radishes I don't know why I thought that was so funny don't let that be an example like it was just funny as hell to me my kind of humor I don't know but it's such a feel-good show um it's not all roses and daisies there is conflict but you walk away from it just feeling really really good and having hope in humanity and you know season two they really actually get into some of the darkness behind Ted Lasso's extreme positivity and there are so many moments of, of vulnerability and just I'm a huge 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 fan of vulnerability um, with boundaries. Shouts out to Brene Brown. Um, and yeah, I have just fallen in love with this show. The season finale is coming up um, this week. I'm a little bit sad about it. I probably will just rewatch the show um, for good feels. And I have a crush on several of the cast members. Um, I'm not even going to say who. One of them has a really great podcast that I'm currently obsessed with. Um, one of the characters, Keely, I want for um, the good folks in hair and makeup, y'all need a black girl 
from Atlanta to teach y'all how to lay down mama's edges. I don't know her ethnicity, but her edges give that there is someone in there who y'all don't know how to lay down edges. And I just want, you know, if that's the goal we're going for, to be like slicked back, y'all need help with them products. And that, that is killing me. Um, I love Keely. I love Keely's relationship with Rebecca, who is the owner of the team. Rebecca is played by Hannah. I'm going to mess up her last name. Hannah Waddingham, who I hated slash loved on Game of Thrones. She was the Septa who uh, tortured Cersei and... She was also on Sex Education, which is one of my favorite shows. I just binge-watched that last season. It was so good. Um, And she is just a gift on this show. Her wardrobe is stunning, especially because she's not this tiny woman. Like, she has a body. And the other thing that I really, really love about it... uh, Let me make sure that that didn't sound right. If you are a human person, you have a body and all bodies count. Her body looks similar to mine, and I just appreciate seeing that, especially on a white woman, because they seem to not really be given, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's interesting, but I'm just happy for her. What I really, really love about her wardrobe, it does not compromise on femininity at all, even though she is the boss, and they give her real high heels. I really don't like in shows where they want a woman to be like this super, you know, boss ass bitch or whatever but they give her like these heels that like do y'all think that women in real life don't wear heels because some of us do I certainly do I'm obsessed with her wardrobe I'm obsessed with the tailoring I'm obsessed obsessed with the excess I just I adore her she's that's like my dream closet I think I think for workwear definitely um Ted makes makes a really good point for a conversation I've been having with some friends about the fact that your trauma has to go somewhere and I have friends who are um, internal processors I'm very much an external processor I like to talk things out which is why I'm here on a podcast Um, I like to talk things out journal things out Uh, yeah I have to get things out not necessarily because I need for people to tell me what to do but I just need to get it out and um, whether I write it or say it, it helped. It just it's a part of my process. But for my friends who are internal processors, I just always wonder, like, well, if you don't practice mindfulness or stillness or anything of that sort, where does it go? And we can always like channel things through activities, but I feel like you can't always do things away. Shouts out to cranes in the sky. You have to sometimes sit with hard feelings, and I think if you don't do that, that trauma projects, leaks out, it falls somewhere if you weren't doing something to actually like deal with it and heal from it. And I love that um, Ted Lasso really addressed that this season. So, as I was finishing, um, like, you know, catching up on season two. I had these two really positive experiences that I want to share with you guys, and I hope it gives you some warm feelings. So on Twitter, there was this viral clip. This girl went on a date, a very, very expensive date. She posted a picture of the receipt, which I really, really, really hate that. And she also posted a a video of a steak 
being violently cut um, that was covered in um, gold leaf. Now, I love a fine dining experience as much as the next girl, but like the prices here were just like super outrageous. I think the bill came to like maybe seven or eight hundred dollars. It was ridiculous either way, but I was looking at the steak like this steak does not even look appetizing. Like, where's the juice? Did y'all get this done? Like, well done? Like, ew, gross. Okay, just as an aside, let's pull over right here. Because this sparked this whole debate about, well, do y'all want black women to have luxury or not? Listen, if you can afford nice things, treat yourself. If you want to display your nice things, do so. But do not try to use this movement, this hashtag, whatever, of black women in luxury as a way to shame other people for not having access to things that, that you have access to. That is so, it, 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 th this isn't, this isn't activism. This is just like, again, maybe you're just trying to normalize that like black women can have nice things too. And, and to that end, I always question like, well, girl, who told you that they couldn't? Who told you we couldn't? And I have to recognize my own privilege there because I didn't grow up being told that I didn't deserve nice things. Um, so, you know, if that helps people, then sure, show your nice things. But when you start calling people poor and peasants and things like that, while also asking them to um, patronize your business, you have gone a bridge too far, darling. I, I really don't, I really don't like um, shaming people for for what they have or don't for, for what they don't have I really really don't like that 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 is not a form of activism that is not you're not doing anything revolutionary you're just being an ass and I just don't be an asshole you, you are being an asshole and that is just not cute what that did inspire me though to decide is that I really wanted a good steak now, like I said at the top of the show, because I have lost weight, I am making it a priority to update my wardrobe, which involves um, dry cleaning things that have been in the back of my closet that I couldn't fit for a really long time, getting things altered that are now too big, just fully buying new stuff because some things aren't worth getting altered, trying to sell stuff, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to be more intentional with my money. That is something I have struggled with for a while. So I really wanted to go to Del Frisco's. I really wanted tuna tartare and filet mignon. And I also really wanted some of their cream spinach because it is just delicious. And I was like, girl, you cannot afford all that right now. Don't even do it. What y'all think I did? I went. So I went, of course. And it was just my luck. They actually had a lunch special. I promise I'm going somewhere with this. Bear with me. They had a lunch special that didn't include all the things that I wanted, but it was some of the things that I wanted. So it came with like some um, uh, really good like steak medallions, mashed potatoes and like uh, green beans. And then like you could choose, you know, it was like a prefix situation. And I was like, I still really want the tuna tartare. So I went ahead and got it. The guy was like, what did you really want? I was like, I really wanted some tuna tartare, some cream, blah, 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 blah. So I go out to eat by myself all the time. That is why God gave us books and streaming services and podcasts. And also I, sometimes it's fun to just people watch, right? So at the time I was watching 30 Rock and my waiter, my server comes back and he's like, look, as a fellow 30 Rock fan, I brought you a half order of the cream spinach because I feel like you 
you should just have that. And I was just like, oh my God, thank you. That's, that's so lovely. You know, like, oh, do you really? So we started talking about 30 Rock and I was like, yeah, I've just been looking for more, you know, easy shows to watch, which naturally led for us to talk about Ted Lasso. And he's like, yeah, you know, people don't even really talk about what happened on Ted Lasso. They talk about how it made them feel. And I was like, that's so beautiful because that's all I can really describe is the good feeling that you get by the end of the episode. So we just had this really positive exchange. Um, you know, I paid my bill and I opened, well, when he, he brought the bill, I opened the jacket and he had taped a little receipt paper on it that said, believe, which is a, a Ted Lasso reference. And it was just such a, a kind just gesture that at the time I just really needed, because like I said, I've been thinking about a lot of really heavy things and reevaluating, um, relationships in my life and evaluating how I want to navigate and prioritize certain people, which is something I talk to you guys about a lot on the podcast from a wellness perspective. And it just, it's, it really like touched my heart. I just was like, Oh, this was just so nice. Like, thank you so much. And, um, I doubt that this, that server listens to my podcast, but if it ever somehow gets to him, just like, thank you for such a lovely gesture. And, um, you know, you will always get me with tasty, uh, tasty, good free food. Okay. So the second thing that happened, I went and got on the subway. Um, and I had, you know, my bags, the subway was, the subways are getting back crowded. You know, um, New York is really strict about, uh, proof of vaccinations, but people, you know, the city is opening up with, with caution. Right. So this girl was sitting on an outside seat, she moved. I thought that she was getting up. And either way, I ended up sitting beside her, had my earphones in, and I was about to watch some more TV on my phone, but I could hear her saying something to me. And she starts, you know, we start having this conversation. She's like, oh, did you go shopping today? And I was like, yeah, but this is like a bag of food. And, you know, we're chit-chatting, which isn't uncommon. I know people think New York is a very unfriendly place, but I meet friendly people all the time. And this was an exceptional experience because I met this very lovely young woman named Claire who um, basically started it. I think it's called the Subway Social Club, which I would love to pull that up on Instagram, but Instagram is down. Damn it. Um, And we just started talking about how, you know, she's from New York, but she hasn't explored it as much as she would like. So she started this thing to encourage people to connect more so she intentionally starts conversations with strangers on the subway which sounds really dangerous but I promise it's fine um and she just you know asks some questions about their lives about what they're doing and you know if they have recommendations for cool things to do in New York and she ended up telling me that she um she had recently started therapy and I was like, oh my God, congratulations. And, you know, I hope it goes really well for you. And I was telling her, like, I've been in therapy for like four or five years and it's just like the best thing. And she's like, oh, do you have any tips? And I was like, girl, do I? So we were just having this really kind of intimate conversation for about 30 minutes on the subway. And she asked if, you know, we could take a picture together and if if she could share um, you know, our conversation, our story, whatever on her Instagram page. And there's also a website. I will share both of those in the episode description, but she was just such a lovely person with such a beautiful energy. And 
the it's rare that I meet people who have the ability to be vulnerable in that way um, where it's soon but it doesn't feel overwhelming or insincere and there are boundaries there and it was just I, I don't know like still thinking about it I feel like I'm gonna get choked up because I sometimes feel really overwhelmed with the fact that there are people who believe that most people in the world are good and some people believe that most people in the world are bad. I need to believe that most people in the world are good because the other side of that I think would crush me as a person to um, lose hope in humanity in that way. And when I meet people like Claire or like that server who just do a kind thing and just have kind words and there's just a positive human exchange there, it helps me to keep going. And I'm just so grateful to have had those conversations and those experiences. And I hope that, you know, moving forward, I can do and be that for someone else. Because um, we just need more of that as much as possible in the world. So I just wanted to share some positivity, which I'm very cautious of saying, because I think positivity can be toxic sometimes when we don't want to face harder emotions. Um I hope that you guys are doing well. I hope that you guys find a way to just make someone's day a little bit easier and have like a human connection or a human moment and don't be afraid to be vulnerable. To me, that's what makes life worth living is those human connections and those moments of like, I see you and I hope you see me. And you know, I I just, uh, I love that. I live for things like that. And so I hope something like that really good happens for you. And um, I always tell you guys, listen to um, Brene Brown. She has a, a good podcast. She also has a phenomenal Netflix special. She is also on um, Brett Goldstein's podcast. Brett Goldstein is obviously the Ted Lasso um, actor that I have a huge crush on. And his character of Roy Kent is just so curmudgeonly and just like I just adore him he's ridiculous and I love him and I love his face and I love his voice but he has a really good podcast about movies and movies that that you're buried with and it's just people recounting significant movies and moments in their lives and it's really really good I highly recommend listening to that um he has a great episode with Yvette Nicole Brown um yeah, just give it a listen. Um, but if you are afraid of vulnerability, please listen to Brene Brown's Netflix special. And she can talk about this stuff a whole lot better than I can. And um, yeah, that's what I wanted to share with you guys. I'm going to do my best to come back next week with something to discuss with you. I really um, want to stay on track and be consistent with with the podcast, but I'm also in a place where I don't want to let capitalism get inside of my creative world, um, and because that takes the fun out of it, and putting pressure on yourself is just another way to procrastinate. That's another conversation for another day. So take care of yourselves, be well, um, and don't be positive. You know, if you don't feel like being positive, shit. Sometimes stuff is hard. Sit sit with it and know that it will go. It will run its course, and you will be fine. Um, that's another good podcast recommendation. Unfuck Your Brain. She has a great podcast about, um, 
like fear of the unknown or, or, or uncertainty. And she just breaks that shit down so well. And I was like, damn, I really have control issues and I didn't even realize it. So anyway, those are my recommendations. Watch Ted Lasso, um, listen to podcasts, journal, practice a little stillness, a little mindfulness. You could do, there's an awesome, just like three minute meditation that you can do just at the top of the day. Just three minutes. Just take a moment to just sit with yourself. It, it, it makes a huge difference. So, okay, I'm done talking. Be sure to like, comment, sub- subscribe, share, send some money, become a patron. Again, y'all, I need some money. But I'm really trying to, like, keep capitalism out of my business. I know that sounds good. Okay, talk to you later. Bye.